everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Kimberly. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi, you. Did that make you uncomfortable out there? Because it will <laughs> in approximately 35 minutes. <laughs> My skin is already crawling. Yeah, it's not good. This episode is called The Life She Wanted. Thoughts? Oh, I could not remember the name of this episode at all. I just had to look it up. Yeah, I'm never going to remember it. I just had to look it up. And as I was typing it, I had to look it up again, even though I just looked it up before I started typing. So literally within those four words, I forgot what it was called. Oh, my. It's not going to be our most memorable title. We're never going to remember it. Well, when do they say it in the episode? Do you know when they say it? Yes, once. Or they say something very close to it. Towards the beginning? No. Oh, well, then I... Oh, come on. Yeah. No, I have no idea. No. This is season 29, episode 37, March 12th, 2021. Hosted by Sir Mankey with the hanky. Missed him. Thank God. Love him. Needed him. Wow. I didn't know I needed him until I saw him pop up on the screen. And I was like, oh. Th-. I didn't know I missed him because we talked to him on Twitter all the time. So I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like I missed him. And then when I saw him and I saw the hanky and I saw him holding the pen because he holds a pen yeah, in every interview. Pen. I was like, gosh, yeah. we I missed that man. We needed yeah. him. And he's sassy as heck. I just missed the sound of his voice. Yes. And I missed the snark. Always missed the snark. He basically took our jobs away from us. Like, we don't even have to think of anything funny to say because he kind of just said it. Yeah. Like, in fact, just let's like air the episode now. Bye, everybody. Go check out Dateline. <laughs> Dateline podcast. Yeah. And check out our sponsors. We'll list them. But Mank's going to say everything funny for us. In fact, not only does he do our jobs for us, he says diabolical in the opening intro. Yeah, you bet. He just take, it's like a bingo card explosion. Check out our bingo cards. Okay, which means he also took Dennis's job. So <laughs> did he hold I don't know up what's going on? Uh, the head of a weird sex doll? Because then he would have really taken Dennis's job. Okay, in our defense, we have not had. I actually miss all the hosts because we have not. We've aired The Widower, which had none of our hosts, and then our last episode, Collateral Damage, had Kate. Who are you, Snow? And before we, that, sorry, it's not degrading to her. We just don't know who she is. Yeah. And before that was Natalie, who's our new one of our newer hosts. So I feel like we did have a Keith, though, somewhere in there. But it does feel like 2021 has been sans hosts. I don't like that. That gives me a weird feeling. Makes you uneasy. It makes me really uneasy. Like they're going to change something and they would never. No, they wouldn't. Going to have to write a letter. No. And I, I don't like sending emails. No. Okay. They know we have merch. They wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> they don't care about us. It is so not about us. So we are in Ventura, California. I did, speaking of our bingo cards, I did on our new cards, I made the change. I officially took off Arizona and I changed it to California because I feel like we've earned it and we did it. It seems right. We did it to ourselves. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Californias. So now it's California, Texas, Florida. There's a lot. I feel like that was a a smart choice. Hard, but it was the right thing. Yeah. It was the most difficult decisions in life are hard (laughs) because they're difficult and those are synonyms. So in 1996, which means we get some great hair. And by great, I mean great. 
great with a capital G. Yeah. Sherry Daly goes missing and her husband, Mike, calls police to report her missing. They ask him, does he does she have any scars or tattoos? And he says, no, just a pair of beautiful blue eyes. Suspicious immediately. It didn't sound right. He didn't sound worried enough. And that comment seemed almost flippant, like he had to add it in. Yep. I didn't like it. Immediately suspicious. By the way, I didn't kill her. She has great eyes. Loved her. Pretty much. Great butt. Loved her figure. He might as well have said, and a great set of gams. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, it was like that. Yeah. She was the lady of my life. The only one, by the way. Yeah. My one and only. I only date blue-eyed women, so don't go looking for a brunette. Exclusively. Foreshadowing. The neighbors know, the neighbors we meet, the Englishes who are American. It's a little confusing. They know that on Mondays, Sherry goes to Target and runs errands. She has a different life than us. She's a mom. But do you have a day of the week when you do certain errands? Oh, I wish I was that organized. Are you kidding me? I know. I was thinking the same thing. No, absolutely not. You don't, do you? No. And also, we both work from home. So it's kind of just like Tuesday at two, I'll go grocery shopping. It's... Basically, when it's absolutely necessary, when the list is big enough that it's like, okay, I have to go because now I'm not just out of two things, I'm out of nine things. Like there's no toilet paper. When I'm using baby wipes instead of toilet paper. That's it. Also, what a dream life to go to Target every week. It's like Disneyland. It's such a happy place. But is it not that special if you go every week? I feel like it might take some of the special away. No, because I feel like they rotate their stock enough and that dollar section, they rotate pretty fast. So that might be exciting that all the crap that they have in the dollar section. That dollar section is not really a dollar, though. I don't like that dollar section. It's rare that I find something that's actually a dollar that I want. Normally, it's the thing that's three ninety nine. Oh, you have high, high, highfalutin tastes. I have expensive taste. <laughs> wow. Also, third thing about this Target run, it's so rare to have a Target episode and not a Walmart episode. That is for sure. I didn't even know what to do with myself. So in the Target, they find, in the par- Target parking lot, they find Sherry's 15 passenger van because she runs a daycare. Van. Yeah. A 15 passenger van with screaming children is scarier to me than any dateline. That's a big van. I don't know how you'd park that. That's too many children to take care of. It's a lot of children, but it's a lot of car. That makes my hands sweat. I couldn't park that. I couldn't go on the freeway. I'd be afraid I would hit people. That's like a bus. Yeah, it's like a bus. The van is unlocked with the keys inside. Now we go back. Rewind. Sherry and Mike met in high school. They all called him Hawaiian Mike for reasons unbeknownst to all of us. Because he's Hawaiian. But he is a local boy. As Mink points out, cheekily, he was a so local boy. So are his parents boy. from Hawaii? <laughs> Maybe. Who's from Hawaii? Maybe. Okay. He was a big man on campus. That's the most important thing about Hawaiian Mike. Here's what I realized. 2020 was the worst year of our Lord, for sure. 2021 is the year of him because we had Tom Randolph, the widower. We had Keith Ranieri. The Vanguard. Mm -hmm. And now we have big Hawaiian punch, Mike, the Hawaiian. (laughs) The flying Hawaiian. The flying Hawaiian. (laughs) And he seems to be a him. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think he's as much of a him, though. 
I, I don't see that as Which much. means you find him attractive? No, I just didn't. He's not a Tom Randolph. If we're on a, to- a scale of Tom, one to Tom Randolph. Well, maybe we're sliding down and then next week we'll have someone who's actually charming. Actually as charming as they think they are. I can't remember the last time we found a charming person that thought they were charming on Dateline. So I don't know if we've ever seen that. They're all hymns. It's a show of hymns. And if you don't know what him is, it's in, for our new listeners, it's an arrested development joke from the show that the joke is her. Is she funny? Is she funny? It's funnier. It sounds really mean when you say it, but it's actually very funny in that show. Yeah, also, I don't like Mike, so I'm okay with it. I didn't like him off the bat. Mike gave Sherry 18 roses on her birthday, and Mank says he's got game. It was a pretty good game. Yeah, I guess. In high school? To show up with 17, like send 17 to the house, show up with the 18th in person. Yeah, that would get you. If you're in high school, you'd fall for it every time. Yeah, absolutely. They got married. They worked at Vons, which is my grocery store of choice. Then they had children. Sherry became friends with the neighbors, the Englishes. Debbie English and Sherry both opened daycares and ran them side by side. So at this point, I was like, Debbie's the killer. And they are caught in a battle of competing daycares that turned deadly. I was surprised we didn't hear more about that. I was ready for it to be like, and we were a little competitive. We get nothing. We get none of that. Because I I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, side-by-side daycares. Who started it first? Who slashed each other's tires to get back at them? Who Mm. spread horrible rumors about you to the other parents in the neighborhood so that no one would take their children to your daycare? You know she only has one working toilet, right? (laughs) And it doesn't work that well. Yeah. You have to jiggle the handle. What child is going to remember to jiggle a handle? I ask you. I was thinking worse rumors than that, but I like that. That's where your mind went. I made it nice. Yeah, you made it really sweet. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, you know, there are rusty needles everywhere at her house. That's what I would have said. Then you just made it not nice. Yeah, (laughs) those are, that's their personalities. true. Detective Matt Harville sees the missing person report about Sherry Daly and said, I know her from high school. I went to high school with her and Mike. He also calls Mike a big man on campus. That's two people that have called him a big man on campus. Apparently, Mike drove a Monte Carlo and cruised it. I don't know what that is. Don't look at me like I'm going to know. No, I don't know. I don't know. And cruised up and down the street. And I would imagine very loudly, like vrooming his engine. And Mank says <clears throat> he was that guy. Good for you, Mank. You're ex- absolutely right. Thank you, Mank, for calling out Mike. We appreciate it. Yeah. We agree with you. So he's a him and he's a that guy. So that's not a great combo. An officer comes forward and says, my sister was at the Target that day and she saw someone getting arrested outside of the Target, someone that looked like Sherry. It was a non-marked cop car, like unmarked. So they think, oh, it was a detective that arrested her. It was a blonde female. But detectives can't ha- don't have any record of anyone arresting her. Any agency, they're calling all the agencies. Did you arrest someone by this name? No one. So the detective Harville goes to see Mike. Mike says he had no idea. Everyone loved my wife. Then Harville says, Mike, we're going to do a deep dive into your life and your marriage. 
And this gets Mank so excited because he says, oh, yeah. he was so excited at this point. So he, excited. I felt like they got along really well. Harville and Mank had great rapport. Agreed. And he says, this is my favorite when you're, uh, you know, on a date line and you go to the person who says, when we look into your marriage, are we going to get any surprises? And you probably get all sorts of answers. And I was thinking back to old datelines, like, are we going to see any surprises? And the answers would be like, no, I mean, my husband did turn into a zombie and the portal in my closet told me to kill him. But no, nothing that surprising. Or I stole the ring from my least favorite child because she was single, gave it to my most favorite child. But no, nothing surprising. Datelines have great answers to that. They really do. What is not surprising, actually, I take that back. What is surprising is how delicious the healthy snacks from Monk Pack are. Not surprising at all. But I was surprised because they're healthy. Okay, agreed. Is surprising. I'm thinking when I got the new flavors, I was not surprised that they were equally delicious as the flavors I had tried in the past. I see. So it's a combination of surprise and non-surprise that we have going on. Let's put it this way. If you order Monk Pack, you are 100% guaranteed to be pleasantly surprised. Brilliant. There we go. They have these keto granola bars that have just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories, which is amazing. I could probably eat like 10 of them a day and I would still be within all of my plans. And yeah. They may, but they're really filling. I wouldn't need 10. They're great for people eating keto. I'm trying to do low carb. Ways to eat better while still having delicious snacks. And I love the granola bar because it's really chewy and they have flavors like coconut, cocoa chip, which is my favorite, the honey nut, the blueberry almond vanilla, which Katie loves. They are keto friendly. They're gluten free. They're plant based, non-GMO, no soy. No trans fat, no sugar alcohols, no artificial colors, but with amazing taste benefits. I took one with me hiking the other day and it filled me up and made me feel like I wasn't going to die and pass out like I did on my last hike. It gave me energy. That's great. Maybe I'm a hiker now. Maybe. Thanks, Monk Pack. Thanks to Monk Pack. <laughs> Only with Monk. I can't do it without it. Try for yourself and you'll see. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code DATE DATELINE at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com. That's M U N K P A C K. Dot com and select any product, then enter the code DATE DATELINE at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And Monk Packed, full of deliciousness. <laughs> you did. That's a good one. I like that. I'm trying to get away from Clint Eastwood because I feel like reception has been tepid. Tepid at best. To ice cold. <laughs> Non-existent, actually, just which is kind of worse. No one knows what I'm doing. <laughs> That's how bad my Clint Eastwood imper- impersonation is. <laughs> so there we go. I like that. It's Monk Pack with flavor and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Check it out, guys. Thank you, Monk Pack. Thank you, Monk Pack. So Mike says the classic, no, nothing really surprising about our marriage. I mean, I do have a girlfriend, but... Um, <laughs> 
He literally says the usual husband and wife stuff. <laughs> yeah, usual husband. But, you know, I mean, I've there's a third. I mean, look at me. I'm a big man on campus, so that's why it's not surprising. Obviously. He says her name is Diana. What's her last name? I don't remember. Princess of Wales. <laughs> I don't... Where does she live? I don't know. Jolly old London town. Only have her phone number and her first name. Because we just met at a Starbucks. Because I met her at a bus stop. What is that? Did you just meet? So Mank calls it the ultimate no-strings-attached relationship. They had just returned... They, sorry, meaning Mike and... Sherry, his actual wife, had just returned from a jet ski trip. No idea what that means. I think you take the jet skis to the lake. But that's a one-day thing. It seems like a one-day thing to me. Maybe they jet ski in a different way than we know about. Is it possible you go somewhere, like you go to another state or something? Well, you went there already in California. You fly to Hawaii just to jet ski, and then you would call that a jet ski trip? You have to fly the jet skis? No, you'd rent them when you got there. What if you tr- you take a jet ski from island to island, and then you sleep? Okay, I got it. You jet ski to Catalina Island, sleep over, jet ski back. Would you call that a jet ski trip? It's too far to go on a jet ski. Yeah, you're right. You can't jet ski that far. I mean, I don't know. I've only been on a jet ski once in my life. Yeah, it does seem like it would be too far. No, I, the weird thing is for people that don't know where Ventura is, it's it's on the beach in Southern California, sort of. It's near Santa Barbara. I don't know how else to describe it. It's on like the lower West Coast. But it's definitely, you wouldn't need to go far to go on jet skis. No. It's a beach town. That's why I don't understand. Maybe it was a road trip, but it was an hour road trip. Where's the nearest lake? You don't know. I don't know. Okay, so it's even a trip to a lake, then wouldn't you call that a lake trip? Or would you call that a jet ski trip? I just don't think I would call it anything more. A jet ski trip, Taking saying you just got back from a trip makes it seem like you stayed at least two nights. That's just, if you're going on an overnight, you're like, they just got back from an overnight jet skiing. And I don't see how a jet skiing trip would last multiple days, I guess is what I'm struggling with. And the only sport I can think of where you would call the whole trip about that would be skiing. We're going on a skiing vacation. And that means you sometimes ski and you sit in the lodge drinking hot cocoa. Or I would say that you're doing multiple water sports. Like you're taking jet skis, boat. Yeah, you're doing that tubing. like thing where you ride behind the boat like the fawns. Like you're doing all of that stuff. He was water skiing. Water skiing. There we go. So you're water, yeah. you're doing all the water sports. Yeah. So then you'd say just a vacation. I agree. Also, jet skis become super important in this episode for no reason. They're mentioned multiple times. Yeah. Turns out Sherry did know about Diana with no last name, though. She confronted Diana and said, I will fight you because she had gotten wind that Diana wanted the children as well as Mike and that it was a more serious relationship. Again, he doesn't know this woman's last name, but she wants to take his children. So she confronted Diana, good for her, but made it seem like Diana was the problem. Mike is blameless in this. He's your husband. He's also cheating. He takes two to tango at Target. Like, blame him as well. The detectives still can't find Sherry. They can't find any record of her arrest. Also, the detective was alone. Usually there would be a team. 
Also, the car wasn't a Crown Victoria, and they were all Crown Victorias at that time. So they think she was abducted in broad daylight by someone pretending to be a detective in public in a Target parking lot. Like, that's insane. I would expect that at a Walmart, but not a Target. Me neither. It's shocking that it's Target. But however, there is another dateline or true crime about a girl who was abducted at a Target in a parking lot, Kelsey something. And so maybe I should stop putting Target on a high pedestal and take it down a notch to Walmart level. Maybe I'm I'm snobby. I am a, I'm a snob. Maybe you should, Kimberly. Maybe you should. <laughs> I didn't say it. But. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm learning a lot, you guys. It's a learning journey. But Mike has an alibi. He was working at Vaughn's. Airtight alibi. What does he do at Vaughn's? Unclear. He's working there since high school, so I would hope he is a manager. But they That's did say he was stocking shelves. So, But managers probably do that. Managers could stock shelves. I just want to know how much responsibility he has. If It's kind of important to me yeah, to yeah. find that out. So detectives find Diana. Her last name is Han, and she lives in Port Wyanimi, which I remember because of the spelling that confused me so much. The last time it was on a dateline, it was in broad daylight where the woman was killed and there was someone that lived in Port Wyanimi. It's very hard for me to say. Detectives go to see Diana and Mike's van is in the driveway. What van does he have? Does he have 15 15 passenger van or a different van? I'm so glad you picked up on that too, because I was like, that means they're a two van household, which is rare. I feel like in the 90s. How big is their driveway? Yeah. Great point. In the 90s, everyone I knew, one parent drove the van, another parent drove a sedan. That was the 90s in my experience. Two-van household, very rare. That makes sense to me. Also, he clearly knows where she lives. He's at her house. Mike is a big liar on campus, and we don't trust him. So Mank says when the detectives go to see Diana and they see that Mike is there, it was a party waiting to happen. He's just, I feel like he's been away too long. And so he's just brought all of his like A game and all of his quips. He's just quipping it up all over the place because he's just feeling it. Good. We need it. So Diana comes to the door to meet the police in a black negligee. And Mike comes out in his boxer shorts. And Mank says, so they were telling the truth of having an affair. They were doing it right at that very moment, it appears. Wow. Yeah. Gross. Wowza. And at this point, the music gets very cheeky, Desperate Housewives, kind of, for just a second. And I've not heard that before in a dateline. And it was gone. And then it was not ever in the rest of the episode. I did not notice it. So it must have been very quick. It was very quick. And I was almost like, is that the dateline or is that something else playing? Is that my phone? But no, it was the dateline. So... Now, Mike is sleeping with his mistress while his wife is missing, while he is supposed to be at home in case a hospital calls and says, we found your wife, or the police call and say, we found your wife. What about like with his sons who are probably very worried? There are two sons here. Have we mentioned? (laughs) Two sons. They don't know where their mom is, but he has wasted no time in 
being comforted in the arms of his mistress. Detectives bring the lovebirds into the station and separate them. They ask Diana about her day when Sherry disappeared. She says she was alone on a long bike ride. So that's her alibi. Also, the people who had seen someone in the parking lot saw it was a blonde woman who was arresting Sherry. And Diana has long brunette hair. Diana's never been in trouble with the law. She's 35. She lives with her mother. I have a question, though. Does she live there? And he was over there at her house with her mother there? Gross. Well, he it's either children at his house or... Mom. Mom at her house. They could go to a hotel or send the children away. But he just spent all his money on a jet ski trip. So he can't spend money on a motel or hotel. So, yeah, they're just going to have sex with the mom there, I'm assuming. That's gross. Yeah, and he's all walking around his boxer shorts like he's all Hawaiian Mike. That's gross. It's disgusting. So she, at one time, Diana wanted to be a model or an actress. Mank tells us she was an extra. No shame in that. I was an extra in a TV movie. Okay, I was never in a TV movie, but there's still no shame in that, that no one's heard of called She Woke Up, which we would later say to Diana many times, wake up. Mm -hmm. And Mank notes, but you can't spot her. So they show the scene and he's like, but you can't spot her. Was that shade. It absolutely is shade. And I say that as an extra who was in a million things and almost never seen. Not even once, I don't even think. Like, barely ever, maybe the back of my head. But but it's still shade. Is... Also, the fact that he said TV movie. Yes, that's what I was just Because he say. didn't have to say that it was TV movie. Also, he didn't have to say the name of it because that just reminds us that no one's heard of the thing that she was in. Oh, the whole thing was shade, top to bottom. The whole, every sentence, every part of that sentence structure was shadeful. Normally, I'm not that into it, but I'm into it. The shading? This one I'm into because she's an odd duck. Diana is confusing to me. Something is not correct with her. Yeah. Dirty Diana. Okay, go. She works at the deli counter of the Vons with Mike because there's nothing sexier than starting an affair with a woman whose hands smell like salami. Slice and ham. (laughs) It's super sexy. So I'm picturing that like pimento. What's the, is that what it's called with this has like the things in it? Yeah. So not sexy. She has to, well, she has to wear a little shower cap. That's a hard look. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. I worked at Subway briefly in high school and I always smelled like bread and all of my whole closet would smell like bread, even though I it was just my uniform, but the smell permeated. And I- That's like, not bad. It's not a bad smell, but I feel like if you work in the deli- Yeah, you smell like ham and Swiss. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Which again, probably s- not a bad smell for some people. Not necessarily the sexiest of smells to me. Although George Costanza- would think differently. I mean, he works there too. But he works at the store. This rest of the no, store. No, but he's used to it. Yeah, he's used to it. He's used to all the smells. Also, he has two kids at home, so he probably smells like poop and barf all the time. So he's pretty immune. Two young boys. Yeah. Yeah, he's immune to that sort of thing. However, there's more to Diana. 
than just pastrami's hands. Dirty Diana. She occasionally, occasionally practices witchcraft, but only occasionally. Once is just like enough though, right? Like I'm, I'm going to need some expansion on that. And I was rolling my eyes like, oh God, not again. I can't go after the Wiccans again because I feel like we made so many mistakes about the satanic people and the witches last time. And I don't know. I think Diana's going to give witches a bad name. I don't think it's us that are doing that. They leave it for you to believe that she's the kind of witch that you think about when you think of witches. Right. Like with the black flowy skirts, maybe a hat, a broom doing spells. They make it seem like that. They leave you no information except that she practices witchcraft. I think it's whatever witches are in your mind. To me, I hear that description and I think Harry Potter, which is fun. And I think Stevie Nicks. So I'm on board. Yeah. They leave it open to interpretation. My guess would be that she tries to cast spells. That's all. I think she casts, tries to, tried to cast a love spell on Mike. I don't think that she is a Wiccan as a religion. Which no, is, Wiccans are the nature and the peaceful. I don't think she's that. I think she's practicing witchcraft where you like. Steal an object from their closet and grind it up into a cauldron with things. Or like bedknobs and broomsticks, like Angela Lansbury. Bobbing along. Double, double toil and trouble. Yeah. Or nice. But. Still maybe with a cauldron. Okay. I think we've nailed it. Mank says she put a spell on Mike. See what you did there. Oh. Mank. So maybe that's where I got that she cast spells. <laughs> Diana. <laughs> I didn't remember that sentence, but maybe that's where I got it. We just absorb things from Mank all the time. That sounded gross. So Diana admits that Sherry had confronted her before. So they did have sort of a beef. Ha. Huh? That's really funny for later. Uh, But the good part about Sherry having confronted Diana before means that Diana can't be the one who arrested Sherry because Sherry would immediately go, you're the witch that's sleeping with my husband. I'm not getting into a car with you. You're not a police officer. mm. You cut cheese. So Diana seems very meek. Meek, that's what they, meek is an understatement. Yeah, straight up shy. She's shyer than Michelle Babes with Coffee from Diabolical, who said that I don't have a strong personality. Babes with Coffee wasn't shy. She was, and she said she didn't have a strong personality. Did she say she was shy? She said she was a meek little mouse in prison. Oh, okay. She, yeah, she's very quiet. She's very quiet and she sort of hunched shoulders. I'm shocked that she answers the door in a negligee. I feel like there's some sort of like alter ego happening here Ooh. where she's dirty Diana and then she's sweet Diana. We've got two different people. Well, her top in the police station is a tiny bit low cut, though. Oh, I didn't see that. Is it? It is. Yes. It almost looks like it could be a negligee top. Like a camisole? Yes, like a camisole. But her mannerisms, she's the antithesis of Katie and I. She she barely, she talks like this, like she's just barely, you could barely hear it. And it's nothing has any meaning behind it. And there's no emotion. 
it's just completely deadpan at this volume. And monotone. Yeah. And monotone. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the skin crawls throughout my yeah. whole body, to be yeah. perfectly honest. And I'm giving them to yeah, myself. Yeah, stop doing now. that. <laughs> a coworker calls in, a coworker of Diana calls into the police and says, I saw Diana the day after Cherry went missing and Diana had scratches on her. She looked like she was in a fight. So detectives look closer and it turns out she had bangs that were hiding all of her secrets as the best bangs do. And underneath her bangs, she has huge scratches on her forehead. So she tells the police two guys ran her off the road on her bike. She has no other injuries, but she landed straight on her head, apparently, and scratched it up good. That was incredible when my bank's like going through the injuries. Did she have road rash on her hands? And the guy was like, nope, she didn't have raspberries on her elbows, on her knees. Yeah, she had no injuries besides two gouges on her forehead. She just flew off and landed on a rock on her forehead and it chipped out a part of her skin. Yeah, because they're not just like scratches like a cat scratch. They're gouges. They are. They're like a chunk is missing. Yes. Sherry's case is all over the local news. And Mike appears on the local news. And oh boy, this is the first time I saw the hair thing. So I don't know what to call it, but it's that thing where you wrap your hair with colored string. Is it called a hair wrap? And it goes all the way down like a rat tail. And he's on the news and he has pulled it from the back to the front so that it's over one shoulder so we can see it prominently. Maybe he got it on his jet ski trip. I don't know. Maybe it's to show that's why he's Hawaiian Mike. That's his thing. Maybe he says cowabunga and makes the surfer thing all the time. I don't know. I didn't love the hair tie on a grown man, but whatever. And I still don't know if that's what it's called. Hair wrap. Hair wrap. Mike uses his kids that he takes them to Target and has them pass out flyers. Now, this is super manipulative, but also I would think very effective. And it would be probably traumatic for your kids, but maybe they wanted to help. But I think it probably got people's attention and made them look twice at the flyer to have kids of the mom. And they're like, that's your mom? I mean, heart-wrenching. But also, if he's involved, that's the cringiest thing ever. But isn't that a little weird? Like, if you went into Target and a child handed you a picture and said, have you seen my mom? I would be like, where's your parent? I would, yeah, I would look at the dad and say, this is the most manipulative. Don't put this child through this. Yeah. They're not selling Girl Scout cookies, which is traumatic enough, because the first time you get rejected, you're super traumatized. Speaking for myself, maybe that's my issue. But to put the kids there, have them passing out flyers, I've never seen that or heard of that ever. Okay, this also could have been a ploy because this is taped for the news. Right. So this also could have been something they did for the news and they didn't actually, I have a strong feeling actually they didn't do it when the news wasn't there. Well, that's smart then to get the news to broadcast it more, like to get people to pay more attention. If you're trying to find her, then I guess that's smart. I don't know if you needed it. It's a little, you could have just had the kids on the news. You didn't, but it's also even hard to have the kids on the news. Their mom is missing. I know. Their mom. I know. Probably dead. I know. It's, I, it's, as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I would guess that most parents can't see putting their kids through that. Yeah, I would think. 
But I also think most parents that listen to us wouldn't kill their spouse and the parent of their child. So Yeah, I would think that too. But you know. You never know. Never know. So there's a big search party. And they're looking under bridges and out in the middle of nowhere. And the neighbors say something that felt so real to me that I haven't heard on the Dateline before is they say, we were happy to go search. We wanted to find her, but we didn't want to be the ones to actually find her. That's very honest. I I thought that is so honest and I felt that. Yeah. The detective, he's trying so hard because he knows Sherry personally. Mm. witnesses describe the car that took Sherry away as a teal sedan. So they go to a rental place at a airport and they actually find the sedan that was rented out during that time. It had been returned damaged and Mm -hmm. the inside rear view mirror is broken. That's what's listed on the thing is that that's the damage. They think, okay, a fight was inside the car. But the car has already been repaired and rented out to another customer. It's just this it's just is like key information right here for what's about to happen. So when the car is returned from the new people, the cops look through it and they find a huge, huge blood stain in the back seat on the floor, and it's soaked into the seat. It's huge. And they rented it out like this to someone else. This is why I'm this is why I'm pointing to the fact that they only reported that what the damage was was the mirror. Every time I've rented a car, they do a full walkthrough and they go, oh, I'm marking that ding down so we don't think you did it. What kind of walkthrough was this? Uh, Well, I don't know. Who knows what was happening in the late 90s? Apparently just willy nilly car rentals. But what in the 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 stain is eight by eleven. It's the size of a clipboard almost. Yeah, it's huge. What, how could you miss that? And it's like brown orange. Also, you find out that the car that you rented, would you not have noticed? Maybe not if you didn't go in the back seat. But you're driving around in basically a death mobile. I'd be so mad at the car company. I'd be like, what if there was a ghost inside the car? Something horrible happened inside that car. It's like selling someone a house and not disclosing there was a murder in the house. I think the weirdest thing is the giant stain that really looks like blood. That's what would get me. That's probably not Hawaiian punch. Also, the police find strands of blonde hair. And then I was like, they don't vacuum or do anything when they flip a car? Uh, who this, this car... Okay, first of all, if you are renting a car to commit a crime, you're probably not renting from the top of the line rental agency. So maybe we should... Give That's it a, break. a great that point. That might be what's happening here too. That's a great point. That's smart. Important question. Do you feel as damaged as this rental car? Sometimes. Are you wasting so much time living in the past that you've broken your rear view mirror? <laughs> was that the best segue of all time? No. I thought it was no. very good, but now my oh, spirits I mean, are yes. crushed that it was bad and I'm going to call my therapist from better help. That makes sense. BetterHelp can provide you with a licensed therapist in the privacy of your own home. You can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours, you, which is less time than a jet ski trip. Maybe? Yeah. Still don't know. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. 
thank goodness for therapists. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states, like California, where even grown men have those hair wrap things and they think they look super cool when they're jet skiing. They have counselors specializing in all kinds of issues like depression, anxiety, family and marital issues, like surprise, I have a girlfriend, sleeping problems, LGBTQ plus issues. Basically, if you're struggling with something, BetterHelp can help. It's easy. It's completely confidential. It's affordable. Contact them today. We want all of our listeners to start living a happier life. You, as a listener, will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Because isn't it time to get some better help? Because my joke wasn't that good. I needed some help. Which joke? Looking in the rearview mirror, look, spending time and living in the past that you broke in. Oh, your no, it was very poignant. <laughs> but as far as like a seamless transition, it definitely sounded like a transition. Are you as damaged as this rental car, Katie? Yes. <laughs> That's not bad. Okay, it wasn't my best. That was good. The, but the review mirror poignant moment sounded like a transition. And I think the goal is to have it not sound like that's the only reason. I took it too I still far. think you're very talented. <laughs> I don't I don't need the compliment. It's fine. I would still I would still rank you very high on the transition scale. You're very high. Don't patronize me. It's fine. So thank you, BetterHelp. You're patronizing. Thank you, BetterHelp. <laughs> the question is, who rented the rental car? But as Mank says to us, the audience, you've already guessed. Yeah. I love when he talks to the audience like that. Yeah, me too. It's Diana. It makes me feel like I'm in, I'm solving the yeah, crime. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it was Diana. I kind of knew that. I'm a genius. <laughs> Thank you, Mank. So detectives bring in Diana, and this is when we learn that she was the shyest in her school yearbook. In junior high. In junior high. That's very shy. So the detective says, this paper shows that you rented the car. It literally has your name. It has your address. For place of employment, it says Vons. It's all your information. You, you didn't use anybody else's name. Just to reiterate, Diana, you rented a car to kidnap someone and you used all your own information. And Diana looks at the piece of paper and says, no, I didn't. But she says, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. What? I would start to feel like I was losing my mind if I was interviewing her. I would start to feel real weird inside. Do you know what I'm saying? I totally do. Am I in the twilight zone? It makes my skin crawl. But what if she didn't do it and someone did it pretending to be her and then we everyone's blaming her? That, But then I feel like she would have had a bigger reaction. Like, What? No, I didn't. Right. I absolutely didn't. Why would I rent a car? What are you talking about? And instead, she does it exactly like Katie said it. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So they keep saying, where is Sherry? Show us that you have a good heart. Tell us where Sherry is. And she says, if I knew where, I would tell you. <laughs> You're not exaggerating at all. It's like, yeah. But like, honestly, you have to turn up the volume when she's talking. The detective is sitting so close to her that it's almost like they're touching knees <laughs> because he can't hear what she's saying. Yeah, it's not a dramatic interrogation technique. It's literally so he can hear her. Yeah. Yeah. So detective asks for her purse and she says, is that under a warrant too? 
And he says, no, but you're under arrest. And I was like, boom, does he use that line like the pan is smart guy? I don't understand that. I feel like I missed something because then he's like, and that's all we needed to get the purse. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I was a little confused by the timing here. I don't know. Because they've arrested, because they have arrested her, which we they don't technically do till later, but they're saying this is how they announced her that she's under arrest. And I guess that means they can look through her purse. Is that correct? Unsure. Okay, sure. Sure, let's go Let's for go it. with it, yeah. So they take her purse in her wallet. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Grab those barf bags, everybody. Nope, 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 nope. They find, quote, nope. family photos of her with Mike and the kids. Like a full-on JCPenney's Sears family photo, like in sweaters. This is so sick. It is like when Michael Scott put his face on Carol's ex-wife's, ex-husband's face. It's so disturbing. And they ask, what kind of a person does that? Takes a family photo with the kids and the guy she's sleeping with who's married. And she says, it was Christmas Eve. Oh. <laughs> does that make it better or worse? Because I think it makes it so much worse. You took the kids away for, for the, uh, the holiday from their mom? And took photos with them. How confused are these poor children that there's another woman they spend holidays with and their mom that is like their dad's girlfriend, maybe, but everyone knows about it? So at this point, my hatred for flying Mike, the Hawaiian, is, sorry, that's from King of the Hill, everybody, is like a 10 out of 10. David Kalaliki, Ala'i. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) This is disgusting. This is absolutely disgusting. And we are going to level up on that later. Sure are. And it's like, how could we possibly? But we are. So don't toss the barf bag yet. Save it. Yep. Hold on to it. It's coming. So then they say to Diana, have you ever told anybody that you wanted to make a human sacrifice? (sighs) And instead of saying, what? No. What are you talking about? She says... No, not those exact words. So you you did, okay? A coworker came forward and said that you told this coworker, which is appropriate Vaughn's conversation. Did I mention Vaughn's is my supermarket? Mm-hmm. And now I know that the deli person, which thank God I don't go to the deli, are talking about human sacrifice. And she said she wanted to give a human sacrifice for a friend's upcoming birthday as a gift. Guess whose birthday was coming up? Mike. Katie, I don't want to split hairs, but you have never gifted me with a human sacrifice for my birthday. That you know of. (laughs) I would have expected a card explaining with photos documenting, but maybe it was supposed to be more like an anonymous gesture. And I wasn't supposed to know about it. It's complicated to explain, but you should be coming into some good fortune (laughs) in approximately 2023. Can't wait. Let me know. It's a long, it's a long cast spell. It's a, it it is. It's the way those things work. They don't tell you that up front though. You got to be patient. And then it's too late and the sacrifice has already been done. So what do you do now? Yeah. It's a whole thing. So they say, would you do anything for, for Mike? And she says, yes, I would do anything for Mike. And they say anything but 
what when where would you cross that line and she says i don't know use your outside voice diana no i feel like she's trying to put a spell on everyone i'm not kidding she gives me the creeps I really don't like it. She also has huge eyes like Michelle Babes with coffee. Well, we see them kind of out of the corner when they show us the close-up of the scars on her forehead. And you see these wild eyes like she is a dog that's cornered or something. And Wild. Yeah, huge. Wow. So maybe with those eyes, she is hypnotizing. Maybe she's like Kelly from, is it The Target? Oh, she's so much scarier Kelly, than Kelly. Kelly, who we f- did feel like was a, a witch, but the bad kind, who was putting spells on men. Yeah. Witch with nefarious intent, I guess we can call it. So they try to get her to flip on Mike. They say, he's going to flip on you, and you better believe he's going to flip on you, and he's going to make you take the fall. They say, And then they say to her, Diana's a toy. Diana's like a jet ski. I was like, a couple things. Why is there so much jet ski in this episode? Did the detective know that Mike liked to jet ski? Or did he just pull out jet ski out of nowhere as an example of a toy? Oh, I think they know. So maybe Mike owns his own jet ski? And that's what they're implying? Yeah, he definitely does. Why are you thinking he didn't? He said we're going to take the jet ski. Yeah, he owned, they own jet skis. <sighs> Honestly, a trip with a jet ski sounds more plausible if you own the jet ski for me for some reason. They do. They own the jet so skis. So I can kind of see calling it a jet ski trip if you own the jet ski. Well, of course they do. Sorry, we should have talked about that up front. Yeah, they own the jet They own the jet skis. That's why I just can't see it lasting many, many days, but I could be wrong. So also, why are they talking about Diana in the third person like that? Diana's a toy. Diana's a jet ski. And Diana says, but he takes good care of me. He's good to me. Wow. Wow, girl. Which makes her sound like a member of Nexium. It was really creepy. And they say, you're so desperate that you can't see it. And then he corrects himself and he goes, desperately in love that you can't see it. And I was like, no, you just called her desperate. It's fine. Yeah. And also keep going with that. Try that line because maybe that'll work. Yeah. make she. You know what? Because Mike turns out to be horribly putting women down. To get the and they love him, so maybe he did the same thing to her. So maybe when the police do it to her, it would work. Like you yeah, are voracious s- negging. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Mank says to the detective, "I loved watching this. It was like watching a TV show." And the detective is so tickled pink that Mank loved his work. It was great bonding. It was a very sweet thing. Very sweet, but unfortunately, it doesn't work because Diana hears Mike's voice out in the hallway and her ears go like a dog. Is that Mike? I hear my master calling. And I'm sorry, we shouldn't laugh because we just did that Nexium thing, but it's really strange. But so she's like, I hear Mike. Can I talk to Mike? And they say, okay. So they let Mike in. The two of them are sitting there so close together. So did you think this was smart? I did because they weren't getting anywhere with her. So I think try and switch it up a little. Okay. It turns out to not be smart, but I could see it working. I still feel like they got information. They didn't get the information they wanted, but they got like some more insight, which is helpful. And Dateline got some disgusting footage and that's all that matters. So they're sitting knee to knee and there's so much stroking. He keeps stroking her hair 
and she keeps stroking his arm. It's like they're on the Titanic and it's going down and they're just trying to embrace each other one last time. Like they're Thelma and Louise, like they're in it, they're Bonnie and Clyde. They're, it's really weird. That, so, and he, he kisses her gently and I threw up and it's gross. And she's barely audible, like so even lower than before. And he says he knows that the cameras are on them. That's why it doesn't work because he is playing it up for the camera so he's saying things like I mean it obviously couldn't be you because Sherry would have recognized you she never would have gone with you he says I don't believe you did it and she says I didn't do it and he says okay all right you understand me and I was like yeah huh what's going on code words you know and and he's saying like just tell the truth that's all just tell the truth like wink wink Mm. And she is so entranced by him. It's like she's looking at Keith Ranieri, the vanguard. It is bizarre. It's really creepy. Wow, the highs. I can't. Hi, hi. And Mank says sarcastically in his voiceover, they even had their own secret language. He's totally mocking it. Yeah. So there's, their secret language is just, hi. But it's so hi. high school. Hi. Like, hi, you. <sighs> hi, you. Yes, but it's it. Hi, so gross. It's like when I see a show and then someone says, "Like, hey, where'd you go? Come back to me." That that gross thing, (laughs) which which is like, what show is that from? That someone does that and it's a gross thing, and I can't even remember. It's not a show. That is a real life thing that I told you. No, it's on a show. I swear to God, it's on the show. No, but it also happened to a good friend of mine. And she told me about it, and I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> so because it like, was this guy she was dating that she didn't like that much, and he'd be like, "Hey, hey, where'd you go? Where'd you go, baby? Where'd you go, baby? Come back to me. Where'd you go is not romantic under any circumstance. Let me just say that that is barftastic. And if you think you're being like heartfelt as a guy, and you've done that, stop doing that. It's not giving the effect that you want. I think it might to some girls. That's not romantic. They are, okay, they are women like Diana, who is watches CW well into her 30s. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a okay thing. Uh, but you know what I mean. She watches a lot of teen dramas. And I know because I was one of those women up until maybe age 30, but I maybe 30 thought. Five, but I stopped. Eventually. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think she's. I think she's more really, really into Twilight. Too into Twilight. Okay, Twilight. There's into Perfect. Twilight, fine. and then there's too into Twilight. That's fine. To, and also, or you're going to the convention, right? And also, Twilight is about high schoolers being in love. So it's, and I think they say things like, "Where'd you go? Where'd you go, babe?" So it's just probably. It's yeah. Okay, she writes her own Twilight fan fiction. So he, so they kiss, they're doing the stroking and then the detective comes in and he's like, okay, I'm, I've literally vomited out everything I've ever eaten. You have to go, Mike, leave. And he's like, one more kiss for my, you okay? You okay? And she's like, oh, well, uh, uh. I'm, I'm okay. And then they're like, Mike, out, <laughs> go. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so like they're teenagers. Like they just want to kiss one last time. It's so it's really, there's something next level creepy about it. It just is extremely creepy. Yes. 
Also, his wife is missing. <laughs> I don't. Also, there's that. And the, he has two kids with her. I don't even. Okay. So they show Diana these bank statements that they found in her purse. And they show that she had been helping Mike get money out of Sherry's bank account. So she called the bank and pretended to be Sherry on the phone. Keep in mind that for later. And she says, well, I had to because Diana ran off and left Left him with all the bills. So he didn't have, he needed me. I was just helping him get the money. And so you're admitting to that, okay, that's, okay. So, and the detectives are like, that's the lie he sold you on. That she left with all the money and that, you know, okay, sure. So they arrest her. But then we see her mugshot. Deer in headlights, Michelle Babes with coffee. Yeah. She is astonished by what is happening. Mike is again smiling on the local news. I don't know anything, man. Nothing's going on. What's going on? Nothing's going on. Full smiles on that guy. Ugh. I don't know. Dude, you know as much as I do. I don't know anything. Like, bro, hang 10. So Diana, unfortunately, is released because there's not enough to hold her. Mank talks to the audience again. And he says, you might think that the detectives would be angry at that, but you'd be wrong. And I was like, don't tell me what to think, Mank. You don't know how I felt about that. No, I wasn't. I was like, yeah, I did think they would be angry. I'm fine being wrong, Mank. Thank you. Yeah, I'm wrong. I'm wrong every day. So they were actually fine with it because it gets a ton of exposure on the case because there are news cameras everywhere when Diana gets out. And... Now everyone knows that she was a suspect. A woman calls the police, recognized her from the news. This woman works at a shop that sells wigs. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. She bought a blonde wig there. I don't know if police had ever considered that possibility. Seemed pretty clear, but maybe not. She's also really recognizable in the face. You don't forget crazy eyes that easy. Can I say crazy eyes? Oh, for sure. She has crazy eyes. Yeah. I mean, it's full on. I would not forget that. No, I don't. I don't think you would. So detectives also find a store where Diana bought a badge and handcuffs. So she now has badge, handcuff, wigs. Wig. Then we find out the best part is that she paid for all of this. With a check, which is just a huge groaner because it sucks to be behind someone who's paying with a check. Multiple checks. Multiple checks. Also, this was in the 90s where more people paid with checks, but it's still annoying. Also, that means that once again, she's used her own name and her own banking account to pay for everything. And like couldn't be clearer than using a check. It has your full name and address on it and your signature. Boggles the mind. Yeah. Sometimes you have to write your driver's license number on there too and show them your driver's license. So oh, yeah. it's really just advertising that she's the one who bought this these items. Then she goes to Kmart and she bought sunglasses and an axe. And if you look really closely at the receipt, she also bought trash bags and super glue. And some things that made it look like she was either going to burn a body or go camping. Waterproof matches and a charcoal starter. Very strange. And 
So now we have a Target and a Kmart and still no Walmart. This is shocking. It's almost as shocking as how well I'm doing on Best Fiends. Oh, boy. My guilty pleasure is watching Below Deck. Yes, I'm still watching Below Deck because there's a lot of seasons, you guys, and I have to catch up. And playing Best Fiends, but I don't feel guilty about it because it's free to download and endless fun. There's thousands of levels and new content. I got super into these side challenges. I've played all of Granny Slug and General Slug side challenges. It is so much fun. I love Best Fiends because it's a challenging puzzle and a match game. And also it like de-stresses me from all of the murder shows I watch because if it's not below deck, it's literally all murder shows, all murder all the time. I am now on level 1,333, which is over 100 levels higher than I was last time, which means I am accomplishing a lot in my life right now. And everyone should be jealous. Get on my level. You'll never be bored again. It's so much fun. And come at me on Twitter. Let me know what level you are on. We have a great competition going. There's like a big group of us on Twitter that play. It sounds fun. It's really fun. You can do it like in line while you're watching TV. You can pull it out and just play for a couple minutes and then put it away. Or you can play for hours. I wouldn't know. Just kidding. That's all I do. Yeah, you can play while you're eating your takeout. What could be better than killing slugs and eating Taco Bell? It's a win-win. Ooh, that is a win. Right? Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or on Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. It's a fiendishly good time. Oh, oh, you're my best fiend that I've ever had. (laughs) We kill all the bugs together. Actually, we we are the bugs, so. I want to be Granny Slug. (laughs) I'm going to call you that from now on. You can call me Granny Slug from now on. Granny Slug. Yeah, I like it. Granny Slug for life. I love it. Do they have jokes that say slug life? Granny Slug, where'd you go? Come back to me, Granny Slug. Where'd you go? No, stop it. <laughs> the slug life? I think they do. Slug life for the win. Right, because that would be great. Yeah. TM. Well, I can't TM it. It's not my no, game. No, it's not your game. <laughs> it's really fun, though. But they can have it. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Best Fiends. Thank you, Best Fiends. So a man saw the arresting detective from Target And he said she looked like she had pancake makeup and was in some sort of disguise. Like obviously in a disguise. So it appears that she possibly changed her appearance and her crazy eyes enough with the wig and the makeup to distract Sherry just enough to get her in the car and in handcuffs. But they still don't feel like they have enough to arrest Diana. They need Sherry's body. So... They look at the miles on the rental car. They find out she didn't drive that far. So they kind of have an area of which to search. And they search for weeks. Her friend Kristen is searching and sees Sherry's sunglasses near a ravine. So they keep investigating further and they find her body. Like it had been pushed over and it's underneath. So police believe that they struggled in the car even as they're driving out of the Target parking lot. 
which is when the mirror got broken. And they think that Sherry fought so hard, even though she was handcuffed in the backseat. She was fighting. They think that she figured it out, like, right as they were leaving. Is that what they think? Yes. She didn't get her for long with that trick. I think she was just so startled, distracted. She's trying to get in her, you know, she's maybe unloading her stuff from Target. You, you're you not going to, if you see someone in a wig in bright sunlight with maybe the sun glaring and they have crazy makeup on, you'd just be like, I'm arrested, what? And you just kind of be in a daze and maybe go along with them. But the second she sat down in the car, she looks at, she's like, oh my God, that's Diana in insane makeup and a wig. This is horrible. So she, they think Diana beat her and stabbed her and she possibly died even before they were pulled out of the parking lot. Wow. Because they don't think she could have driven and be struggling at the same time because the car wasn't seen like swerving or anything. So they think she maybe killed her really fast in the car and then took her out to the middle of nowhere and disposed of her body. How far was the body found? It wasn't that far, but it was in a really rural area. So it was on one, you know, like off the freeway and there's just nothing. I mean, it looked like a deep ravine. So they have a funeral for Sherry and Sherry's mom says that Mike was swaggering and we see him with his shades on and he's just a douche. How dare he? How dare he come? Yeah, and he brings the kids. He brings his sons. Right, he brings his shield because no one's going to say anything in front of the kids. Man, you're a monster. Detectives say that it was he was acting so cocky. It was like he didn't care if everyone thought that he was the killer as long as he didn't get actually arrested. But he didn't care what everybody thought of him. It's like he's following the Scott Peterson playbook who people think might be innocent now, but like he acted guilty as sin. Everything he did was like he was trying to look guilty. And that's kind of how Mike is acting. So they arrest Diana again, hopefully for good this time. And the neighbor's take on it is that they don't think Mike ever actually loved Diana. They think she was a pawn. Now, the police have Diana. They're focused on getting Mike. So they look more into the marriage. There was a ton of emotional abuse. Sherry would get up at two in the morning to warm Mike's shower water. Yes, you heard that right. This is disturbing behavior. She, he told her in front of other people how fat she was. It gets worse. Nope. Yep, no, that's a no. All of this is a no. Then Mike started to hang out with this guy that he knew from work or something named Alex. And Alex would even call and Sherry would talk to Alex and then hand the phone over to Mike. And at one point, Mike and Sherry were fighting and Mike went to go live at Alex's house for a while. But it turns out Alex was Diana the whole time. So this was the most shocking moment to me was like, A, does this mean Diana was actually a good actress? That she pretended to be a man? Yeah. And B, does this mean that she's capable of speaking above a whisper? What the heck? Yeah, good questions. Uh, I would like, did she she use the voice thing that sounds like this? Did she use a thing? I don't know. But I have to feel like her blonde wig and the pancake makeup wasn't that great of a disguise. I can't believe her voice... The guy thing wasn't that a disguise. I bet Sherry always kind of suspected and just didn't ask questions because she 
knew about Diana for a while. So I kind of feel like she just didn't ask too many questions. I'm sorry. Does it not feel like Diana has alter egos that like sometimes she's plays Alex and then sometimes she plays and then like the cop is this like version of Alex. So do you know what I'm saying? Where she like puts on this different voice and has a lot of vibrato and it's very commanding like a police officer. But the cop was a female. So maybe she has a third tough cop female character. So maybe they're all just characters. But she uses bits of Alex. I just, yeah, maybe. I bet I'm wondering if you go in her mom's basement and there's all these wigs and <laughs> yes, glasses dress and up. like contact lenses. Yeah. And she has the drawer with the like, drawer yeah, for the prosthetic each, noses. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm wondering. So she, but it doesn't seem like she was a pawn. She's really going all in on this, but it's hard to tell. So that will be for the trial. Mike eventually moved home, but was still with Diana. So he just kept sleeping with Diana and Sherry knew about Diana. Sherry knew about Diana. This is where we, I can't, this is where we ramped it up so much from the Christmas photo. That it's just beyond anything I've ever heard of. So he has a pillow on his and Sherry's bed. This is when he moves back in. This is when he moves back in. When the pillow shows up. With Diana's picture on it. Like Rebecca and Zied from 90 Day Fiance. Except this is with his mistress. And it's in his marital bed. Big douche on campus. I don't even know what to say. It's so toxic. It's so sick. And it's so manipulative and completely emotionally abusive. If he didn't do this other thing, I would want him in jail anyways. 100%. 100%. That's so messed up. You're messing with someone to such a degree that it's just... And the fact that she stayed means that she was already so broken down by him Correct. at that point. Correct. That's what's heartbreaking. He had already been such an abusive POS to her her this whole time that she was willing to stay and still, like, try to get him to love her. That's heartbreaking. Oh, it's so sad. And he did take the boys to spend Christmas with Diana. Um, Wow. It's, oh, uh, uh. So I'm going to ask a really obvious question. Yeah. Why didn't he just divorce her? Great question. We don't find out about life insurance, which is usually... We don't. That's why I'm asking. Maybe having to get shared custody of the kids. And he wanted to raise this family with Diana, but I don't really think he did. I think Diana was just for the murder. That's the other reason that we usually get is kids. It's either money or kids. Yeah. Oh, and I missed the part, but when they show the family photo that's in Diana's wallet of her and the kids, I think Mank at that moment says, this is everything she wanted or the life she wanted. Oh. She wanted all that with Mike. Like the kids as if they were her kids. Oh, gosh. So it's about Diana. It's about Diana. Yes. So when Sherry's mom, Carlene, who's amazing, love her, learns about all of this after Sherry's death, she's horrified because she said Sherry was such a spunky girl who wouldn't take any BS from anybody. And now she's just a meek person because of all this emotional violence. And she wishes that Sherry had told her about any of this before she died. Once Sherry went missing, Mike's behavior continued to be super suspect. He never joined in any of the searches. 
Instead, he went to Dana Point to jet ski. Find himself. Yeah. Instead of finding his missing wife, he went to find himself on the waves. Inner peace. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how much can one man love jet skiing? This is the jet skiing murder. It really, like, I know we're going to get to it, but Brand's unhappy being on Dateline. I mean, this is so massive. Yeah, jet skis. I'll never think of them the same. And I know that if we get a jet ski in another episode, we're going to refer to this. That's how obnoxious it becomes. I'm going to picture Mike and the hair wrap flowing in the wind behind the jet ski. Yes, yes, exactly. With the tank top arms flowing in the wind, the baggy tank top, because he's... With the tank top, with yeah, where you can see the nipple out of the side of the baggy tank top. And he lifts up one hand and gives the aloha symbol, hang 10, hang 10. Hang loose. Hang loose? What's hang 10? I don't know if that is a symbol. I'll look it up. I think it's the surfing thing, hang 10. Yeah, I didn't know this was always hang loose. It might be a regional thing. Maybe. That where I grew up, this was hang loose. So, but we know he does that, you guys. We didn't actually see him do it, but I can guarantee you he does it. We don't need to see it. We don't need to see it. He, we know he does it. His whole body exudes hang loose, hang 10 symbol with his hands. Yeah. So Diana's now in jail and she's writing Mike a letter, which says, we both know we are... As in centuries past, destined to be together. She for sure writes Twilight fan fiction. 100%. Well, for sure. Yeah. one hundred. As in centuries past, destined to be together. And what he writes is even more vomit-inducing somehow. He says, your man and cubs are waiting for you to come home. I hate, I hate him. Don't call them cubs. It's disgusting. Those aren't her kids. Those are your wife that is missing and she died. She was murdered. And those are her cubs. Don't call them cubs. The whole thing is gross. It's so disrespectful. It's so. It might. It's like, I want, I can't even with the pillow. I just, the whole thing. Mank can't even say it without, like, you can almost hear Mank vomiting as he's saying your cubs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I bet they had to do a million takes because he was actually throwing up. Yeah. Now, he tells Diana to be strong, Die Die. Did you catch that? He calls her Die Die as a nickname. I can't. I'm done. I don't have any words. I hate life right now. Die Die. Die Die makes me want to Die Die. That's enough. I'm already dead, dead from the pillow. And now I'm like been resurrected and dead, dead again. And die, die again. How many yep. times? Mm-hmm. So he's telling her, you're going to get out and then we're going to be together. And Mank says to us, maybe Mike didn't know it, but you probably do. That wasn't going to happen. Again, he's assuming we've already guessed things that we are a lot smarter than we actually are, but I'm very happy. I appreciate that. I appreciate He's that. He's overestimating our intelligence and it's much appreciated, Mink. He's not. We're smart. You stop that. So we're sorry. We're super smart. We are in Mensa. What was our Mensa episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, two of our listeners are in Mensa. So, shocker. I'm so ashamed. You should not have told me that. <laughs> so, Mink says that didn't happen because... They arrest Mike for murder. So they're hopefully not going to be together. 
The neighbors are so scared that he's going to get acquitted and they're scared of him. So they decide to move. Like, I would just be grossed out by the whole situation. I would never have wanted to live next to him in the beginning. Let's be real. But you, I mean, you can't choose. It's not like everyone's infinitely wealthy and you can live anywhere. You can't pick your neighbors. But would you be scared enough to move? No, I know. It's definitely a place of privilege. No, I would be just bothered. I don't know if it was total fear of him, like he's going to come after them. But I would just be so repulsed by the whole situation that I might have to move. I think knowing that that pillow was next door to you, that pillow was within feet of where I laid my own head on my pillow would make me want to move. Who tells us about the pillow? Mank tells us about the pillow. No, somebody tells us in the in an interview, don't they? Doesn't the neighbor, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is the neighbor. English? Maybe. I thought it was Mank because we see a close up of a bed in B-roll, but we don't get to see the pillow. Sorry, I thought it was one of the neighbors or the... The friend, Kristen? The friend, because I was like, I think it was because they were telling her to leave him. I think they had been telling her to leave him for a long time, but she was so like Diana, like... Yeah, it's really hard. Sometimes it's just a brick wall. It's years of abuse and the kids and money issues. You, We don't, it's just... There's a, there's a... Laundry list, I'm sure. Yeah. A laundry list wipe they don't leave. Yeah, of course. Of course. Unfortunately, when they do try to leave, that's when they're in the most physical danger. So. Right, exactly. It's like a, you can't win. So the trial starts. The defense says that Diana was blinded by love. She did buy those items for the murder plot, but she didn't actually use them. She couldn't have been the one that killed Sherry because... Why, Katie? Say it. Why, Katie? Why, Kimberly? She is one of your people. <laughs> she is indeed not Jewish, <laughs> with that we know of, but a vegetarian. She's a vegetarian. Listen, I've been a vegetarian for many decades. I have killed more people than I care to remember. I love to kill people. I love it. I'll do it every day. I just won't eat them. <laughs> Because that is meat, and I choose not to eat of, meat. Of all the malarkey. <laughs> it's malarkey. Of all the nonsensical malarkey. So that means because you can't stand having an animal killed that you won't kill a human. I, I get what they're driving at in that they are trying to say vegetarians are more peaceful people. They won't hurt anyone because they won't hurt animals. Unfortunately, that is just totally false. If you look at the state of the world. It's also not the reason that everyone's a vegetarian. It's absolutely not. the. And so if you were to say that she was a level seven vegan, like, do you know what I'm saying? That she ate only this specific kind of nut that she grows herself and makes everything from this one nut? Maybe. But again, that could be just for health reasons or environmental reasons. Like there's lots of reasons why people become a vegetarian. But even if you're a vegetarian for the animals, that doesn't mean you won't do absolutely horrible things to the people in your life. 100%. Maybe in that day and age, it was rarer, more rare. It was 100%. I can say that. So maybe if she had been a vegetarian since she was young, like this is something that was part of her persona, etc. But then what you do is you have the prosecution bring in the witchcraft and you say, oh, but she was talking about human sacrifices here 
And if she does human sacrifices, what's to say she doesn't sacrifice a goat or do this or do that in the name of witchcraft? I have no idea. Or to say that she puts people above animals, that she wouldn't kill an animal for human sac- for a sacrifice for a witch sa- ceremony, but she would instead use level up, what some might say, up the ante and do a full on human sacrifice. Yeah. Regardless, it's a really, really crazy, weird defense. And also, I'm a vegetarian and I would 100% kill Mike for that pillow. So <laughs> it's no defense. The scratches were on her face. The car was rented in her name. She bought the blonde wig and there were blonde hairs that matched a blonde wig in the car. This all points to her. However, the jury has to deliberate for five days. What was that? What in the world? No idea. What were they doing? They wanted the food. They wanted, that's what I think. They didn't want to go home to their spouses. I don't know. They didn't want to go back to work. It was air conditioned. Who knows? I mean, there's a host of reasons here, but five days is just, I, when they said five days, I really wanted to see the trial. I was like, what was in that trial that was so convincing? Was it the vegetarian thing that caused, gave them pause? What gave them pause? Maybe it sounds ridiculous to us now, but maybe that actually turned out to be whatever the defense was. It was convincing enough that it took them five days. You know what? I It is funny that you say that because I became a vegetarian in the 90s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early 90s. And it was really weird. So maybe it was that people were like just perplexed by it. And tried to understand it and were like, she's a vegetarian because of these deep held beliefs against killing. This is also, unfortunately, the late 90s and it's in California. Yeah, no, it's true. There were, it wasn't, it was still really rare though. Let me tell you this. I was in California and it was still very rare. So maybe it was. I knew one other vegetarian at the time. So there you go. But They also brought in the human sacrifice thing. The other side did. So that would make you go. They must have. No, they did. They definitely did. Oh, they did because that woman was on the stand. Yeah, they definitely did. They said she was into witchcraft and human sacrifice. So five days, but they find her guilty and she gets life without parole. Excellent. Mike goes on, although maybe she was brainwashed by Mike, but she still did it. So Mike goes on trial next. Diana did it. While he was working at Vaughn's, he has the alibi. So he didn't actually do it, but they believe he was the puppet master. But they don't know if they can get him. But the killing of Sherry had energized the community and brought people out to want to help. First, the search partiers, and then, I don't know how to say this, the street criminals. I think that's what they call them. They did. But they were trying to say something. I kept thinking they were just trying to say the underground, like mole people. I don't know what they were trying to say. Like They were just trying to say like people, people on the street that get arrested a lot. So just people out there in the world getting arrested for. I think street criminals is the safest way to say it without offending anyone. Right. Makes sense. People that get arrested a lot. Yeah. So the, but these are people that would never normally volunteer information to the cops or get, try to get involved in. That's how they made it sound. Yeah. A murder investigation. However. Oh boy. They do. They come forward and they say that Mike was a drug user. He was a drug 
dealer and he hired a lot of prostitutes. This delights Mank. Not that Mike was into all this, but Mank is delighted because as he points out, how bad of a dude do you have to be that your drug dealer is snitching on you? How big of a D-bag are you? You're the bottom of the bottom. You're such a jerk that your drug dealer is turning on you. And like, he's he's garbage. They think he's garbage. Yeah. yeah. Complete. So yeah. a woman comes forward who is a sex worker. And she says that she was with Mike one night when Sherry was missing. So not only was he sleeping with Diana and going jet skiing, when Sherry was missing, he was visiting with prostitutes and he took her and a bunch of cocaine to the overlook above where Sherry's body was dumped. And they basically have sex over her body, which proves that he knew exactly where she was buried and that maybe he told Diana where to put her. Does it? I think so. Yeah. Well, out of all the land everywhere. It does seem highly suspicious and disgusting. It's so revolting. Yeah. And the sex worker is is totally flipping on him too. Like, good for her. So then we meet Sally. Yes. Sally is, I don't feel like Sally's her real name because I don't feel like anyone is actually named Sally, but. I thought that too. I was wondering if that was her real name. Seems like a fake name. I don't know why. I'm sure that we have people that are listening right now named Sally and I apologize. This didn't seem real. It seemed like almost they were using a pause before it. And then Sally, Sally, you know, just a little bit of a pause. Too long. Too long of a pause. Yeah, a little invisible quotations. So there's, she comes forward. She says, I was having an affair with Mike before Diana. And Mm. at that time, Mike asked me to kill Sherry. Now, Sally chose not to go to the police with this information, unfortunately, or to tell Sherry, but she did break up with Mike. And that's one step above Diana. So he told, Mike told Sally at the time he wanted Sherry to feel pain. He wanted her to be stabbed. He wanted her to be thrown over a cliff so they couldn't find her body, all of which Diana ended up doing. Mank says she was Diana Hahn before Diana Hahn was Diana Hahn. Wow. Yeah. Why? Why did he want her to feel pain? I don't know. He He's a sick psycho. Yep. Mank calls him a diabolical. That's our second diabolical puppet master. Yeah, he is. Now we get Josh calling Diana in prison. Yay. Oh my God. I was shocked. Mank is taking, I just, Mank and Diana. Yeah. Mink with the pen. Mink with the pen, always with the pen. And so a Mark prison phone call off your bingo cards. She's been in prison for 20 years now. She's maintained her innocence the whole time, which is crazy. She's still not saying she did it. She tells Mink, I didn't do it. She says, I could never kill. And no one can hear her in prison. How does the conversations go? She talked to anyone in prison? I'd like to hear from some of her prison cellmates. I don't think she's spoken in 15 years. <laughs> I don't think so either. So she could never kill, maybe because she's a vegetarian. She does admit that Mike did ask her to kill his wife. She's like, yeah, maybe he did. But I didn't because thou shall not kill. 
I don't think that she did kill her. You think it was somebody else? I think it was someone else that lives inside her. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think there are many people living in this woman is what I've been trying to say this whole episode. Just to be clear, Katie is not mocking borderline personality disorder or multiple personalities. I'm not, but I'm saying she has an alter ego that is Dirty Diana. Mm -hmm. And Dirty Diana does all the dirty work Mm -hmm. for the Diana that talks like this. I think it's valid. I think it's seriously a valid concern. I mean, it's such like her personality seems so one way that it is very hard to imagine her killing someone. She's so soft-spoken. It's hard for me to even picture her having the strength in her body to lift up a knife. That is exactly what I'm saying. And I know soft voice doesn't equate to physical strength, but th- she is so meek. Picture her picking up a knife and killing Sherry, who was super strong and would have been fighting like crazy. And Viral, like full of life. It's very confusing. She jet skied, for God's sake. It's like, a, it's like fighting a ghost. Yeah. She's like a ghost. She's a wisp of a person. I'm definitely not mocking borderline personality disorder. I am saying that this is a shocking thing, that it almost feels like Mike popped up from the back seat and did the job. Even though he was at Vaughn's. But maybe Mike was inside her the whole time. The man inside me. There, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> did it. She was so uh, possessed by Mike. She literally became possessed by Mike's spirit. That would make more sense than what's actually happened here. So, Because in my mind, Sherry could snap her like a twig. Yes, me too. I thought that it really was hard for me to kind of get this one because I was just, it's confusing. It doesn't seem, it doesn't fit that great. Maybe she had a taser and something that could really quickly disarm I mean, and and Sherry did have handcuffs. Her hands were handcuffed. There is one thing that I really, really wanted from this episode that we don't get. And it is an explanation of exactly what happened. And we do not get it. So spoiler alert. But I really want to know how they think the prosecution thought this happened. Exactly beat by beat. Because I can't see it in my head. I can't see the crime. But also now Sherry is saying, I'm sorry, Diana's saying she couldn't have done it because thou shalt not kill. So are you now religious or it's not because you were a vegetarian? So are you a vegetarian because of religion? Was the witchcraft thing also a red herring? Was that just a rumor because she's kind of spooky? It's possible. Okay. But I kind of believed that coworker. You don't know that coworker. I just, they work at Vons. That coworker did fully tattle, like called the police and was like, you know what she said to me. So we don't know. It's true. You never know what kind of weird conversation it would have been. But like how, because things get misconstrued and, you know, but I don't know where you get human sacrifice for someone's birthday out of a joke. Satanic panic. She practices witchcraft and then you hear what you want to hear. But I can't even imagine Diana talking enough for you to even know that she practices witchcraft or that she wanted human sacrifice. She doesn't speak. Also, how do people hear her over the deli counter? It's loud in a grocery store. I don't understand. Girl. That counter is wide. How do you hear? I need need help. Yeah. She must give people the wrong orders a lot because she says like, monster. And they're like, 
provolone and she's like okay i'm giving you monster and they're like okay i guess it's like that episode of seinfeld when he agrees to wear the puffy shirt because kramer's girlfriend talks so softly and he doesn't understand her so she tells mank that she didn't tell sherry that mike had asked me to kill you and mank says ever think about doing that He's just like railing into her. And she said, well, no, because Mike told me that Sherry was like a really bad person and was mean. So you thought she deserved to die? So you weren't going to tell her that someone wanted her killed? Okay. And then Mank says, well, did you tell the police at least? And she says, I don't remember. And Mank says, well, they remember and you didn't. So. Yes, make. Good for you. Full sass. Full. She says that the wig and the murder kit and the, the police uniform, it was all for some sort of practical joke. We don't get any sort of elaboration on what that was supposed to be. Also, does she look like someone who plays practical jokes on people? No. No, ma'am. No. No, she does not. What's the opposite of what that person looks like is what she looks like. She looks like if she was pranked on punked or something, literally just her skin would just fall off or something. Yeah, she would just implode. Yeah. So she says all she knows about the rental car, she did pick up the rental car, even though she told police she didn't. She now says she did get the rental car, but someone stole it from outside of her house and then the carjacker returned it the next day, and it had blood in the backseat. No, she said Mike took it. No, she said she doesn't know. Who says that Mike took it then? Maybe she says Mike or somebody, I don't know. She doesn't ask questions. Oh, okay. She doesn't ask questions about someone taking her rental car that is in her name with her credit card attached. She could be charged for a whole car if it goes missing, and it's returned with blood in it. And she tries to clean up the blood. That's, that seems normal, sure. Again, does not call the police that someone took her rental car and returned it with blood in it. She says, I now believe that trusting Mike was a big mistake and that he was using her. And Mank says, all you're guilty of is felony bad judgment. Oh, Mank. Mank is bringing it. He's on fire. The jury takes four days. What is happening to find Mike guilty? I don't know why this is always taking so long. Four days seems way too long. Yeah. He somehow avoids the death penalty. He gets life without parole. He sits down for an old TV interview that is not with Dateline. So that was rude. And he fully blames Diana. And he's smiling in the interview. He says, oh, yeah, Diana and Sherry, they hated each other. They both wanted me. And I thought he was going to say, because I'm a big man on campus and I jet ski. Yeah, he's real close. Did you know I jet ski? Also, I don't think they let him have that rat tail hair wrap thing in prison. I'm sure he's tried. I'm sure he's like, he's wrapping it with toilet paper. I'm sure he's doing a good job. I feel like you could hurt someone with that. I feel like it could be a weapon. Yeah, I can see that. Eventually, Carlene, who's Sherry's mom, forgives Diana. She sees Diana as a pawn in this situation. And Mank tries to get her to question that. He's like, even though she rented the car, even though she dressed up as a police officer, even though she wore the wig, even though she stabbed her in, <laughs> the mom is like, yes, Mank, I forgive her. Sherry's sons 
this is the hardest part is that Sherry's sons have been living with Mike's parents because for some reason that you get to live with the parents of the killer. I don't know why. Man. And they have chosen not to see Carlene, their grandma anymore. And she said, it's like torture. It's like she lost her daughter and then she lost her grandkids. That's really awful. It's horrible. She does go visit the spot where Sherry was found and there's a memorial site and people are still leaving things. I thought that was really cool. So kind of. It was beautiful, actually. I thought that little memorial site and they had like, she'd put like stone angels up and things like that. And I was. But other people had too. like people still come and it's so many years later and they're still putting things up. And I thought that was really nice. It's still a memorial shrine. And I loved it. She didn't seem sad. Her mom seemed at peace. Yeah. She's cleaning up the memorial and stuff. And she's, you know, she's just like, this is where I go to my, you know, I could visit her and I go, you know, clean up. Yeah. And this is what I. It didn't seem sad. It seemed she, like she was happy to do this. I don't get to see her anymore. So this is what I have. So I'm going to keep this nice. Ah, uh, it was hard. Exactly. Yes. And she's like, oh, this one's new. This is a new thing that's here, you know. And That was a little too precious moment. I, I It got me. I was like, oh, mom's. Absolutely. So do we have B-roll Bonanza? So much B-roll Bonanza. I do. Yeah, let's cut it down. So one thing I thought was interesting, I don't know if you caught this one. This was just a one shot at the police station. Did you see where it said, I think it said investigation something, investigation desk, and there's just a captain's hat next to it. Like they set it up in the police station. Did you see it? It's like the full police captain's hat. What are those called? The Placard? Yeah, the placards. And it was like investigation office. And it had a little. It made it, that made it reminds me of investigation room, investigation office. Gareth Keenan investigates. It just struck me because I was like, I don't feel like that's always there. <laughs> I feel like that was put up for this. And it it's hard to clock that sometimes, but I, I clocked that one. What did you see? The mom was sitting with a floppy dog. So it might have been a dog or it might have been a fluffy pillow. Couldn't tell. And then a shot of a telephone tower with a bird sitting on it. Oh. I don't know if they were talking about telephone calls or something, but it was funny. It's like, oh, there's a bird. What else? The detective driving and he flips down his visor because it was sunny. I don't know if we've ever seen that before. Maybe not. We saw a lot of driving. The neighbors were driving. Everybody was driving. What's funny is they do the neighbors driving as they're talking about moving. Like we were actually seeing them moving, except we obviously weren't. Yeah, kind of. It was just they were going to the mall or something. Because it shows them like getting in their car and buckling up as they're talking about wanting to move. Oh, like literally. Yeah, we're out of here. Are they moving right now? The mom, did you see her photo albums? They were pretty good. She's putting pictures in them. She had a lot of them. She had great photo albums. The neighbors had loosely photos. Mom, Carlene, photo albums. Way to go. That makes sense to me. I love that. And then I had just Diana's mugshot. The first mugshot we see, not the second one. The first one. Those eyes. That's got to be top 10, right? Those eyes. The whites of the eyes all the way around. Yeah, it's exactly like Michelle Babes with coffee. Exactly. I'll have to go back and look at Michelle's. I don't remember Michelle's looking that bananas. Okay, what did you have for hair? I know you're dying to talk about it. Just Sherry's blonde hair was incredible. It was the the blonde, the bangs with the up and down thing that your mom did. Yep, and up, down. Mm-hmm. just a mane. It was a mane. She could have been in a metal band. It was full perm. Yeah. 
full perm and like what you want a perm to look like. That's the desired result. She got it. In my dreams, that would be, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Dream perm. Yeah, dream Dream perm. perm. He looks like a creepy porn star in all of his footage. He's wearing like weird sunglasses and like he's that guy. This is the danger of like what can happen to popular high school dudes. They never grow out of it. So he's now what in his mid 40s when he gets arrested and he still thinks that he's like that hot high school guy. Revving his car's engine up and down the street, except now it's a jet ski. Right, exactly. Now he's the big man at Vaughn's. Mm-hmm. He's a creep. Like, but not even creep isn't a good enough word. No, he's he's diabolical. He's twisted, twisted person. Do you think that he was always a sociopath? Because this feels really sociopathy to me. It does. It does. Absolutely. Do you think he always was and like he just covered it with charming? Yeah, I think so. Brand's unhappy being on Dateline. The budget car rental. Jet skis. Jet skis. Hair wraps. I think hair wraps had a bad, I think they've. I used to do that in the 90s. Did you? Oh, yeah. In junior high. How did you do it? Did you like go down to Venice Beach? Where did you, how did you do that? I don't know. I think I had, friends did it. I think friends did it for me or I knew how to do it. It's a very beach look. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't very beachy. I don't know why I did that. You lived in Southern California. It feels Southern California to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. But I didn't have one as long as his was. His was like so much longer than his hair. Like it would just whip around a lot. Mankey's hanky. Sorry, we forgot to say Mankey came back strong with the hanky game. He had bright green and bright pink that were. Yeah, he opens with the lime green, doesn't he? Stunner. It was a stunner. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I did have one quote. Great. They did a really, really good job in this dateline of talking about emotional abuse. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought it especially poignant coming from her mom, who had obviously done a lot of research and like took the time to understand more of what was happening to her daughter. And I thought how painful and also just powerful that is that she did that. Yeah. And she thinks by talking about it more, people recognize. Brings awareness. And she had a point. Isn't that cool? And maybe they'll walk away, you know? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It was very, very well done. And a learning experience. Because we always just hear about physical abuse, but there's so many other kinds of abuse. Right. And so she's trying to let people know that. like that. And then this was the quote that got me, was that it's not always the bruises you can see. So important. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Good job, Dateline. Good job, Mank. And good job to Sherry's mom. Yes, Carlene. Well done. Yeah. All around. Do we have any titles? No good ones. Do you have any good ones? I tried. What'd you get? I was trying so hard to get some more with Jet Ski. I couldn't. I got one. You did? I'm so jealous. What is yours? No, it's a, well, it's like the ultimate. It's what he is. So it's Mike the Hawaiian, colon, Jet Skis. He's a skis. What? Oh, skis. Skis, like a skis ball. Yeah, like a skis bag. Oh, that's Jet. funny. That's brilliant. Yeah. Drop the mic. That's it. Yeah. that's. Did you get anywhere with Dally? Dilly Dally? Any? No. Anywhere? No. Ah. Witchy woman? I don't know. Diana the hunter found her target. There you go. Because of Target. Because of Target. And because Diana's the hunter. Is she really? 
That's in the in like mythology. Diana's the hunter. That's a really good title. Thank you. That's very good. Two levels. That was good. Thank you. What about bite the hand that feeds? Doesn't work. I was trying to get somewhere with that quote. Is her last name's Han? Her last name's Han. Yeah, but I was just changing it. it Diana the Han. Diana the Pawn. She was Pawn. Han was a Pawn. How about from now on, Diana is flying Han Solo. <laughs> Oh my god. So bad. It's just What's the opposite of a mic drop where you pick it up and like you have to you have to eat it or you eat the mic because it's so bad? Do you have to swallow it? Oh god, that's bad. I think you pick up the mic and then you have to wrap it up in its original packaging and return it to the store. <laughs> like ship it, return it to Amazon. Yeah, back to Amazon so in the original packaging. It's fine. Let's just pretend like, let's remember jet skis. <laughs> let's think of it fondly. Do you have any more titles? No, I do not. How about how about Twitter? What do we got? Anna said, pretty sure a bunch of guys paid Dateline to talk about a kidnapping happening in the parking lot to scare their wives away from Target. That's fair enough. Boo. We like a Target. Yeah. Go to Target whenever you like, ladies and gents. And I will spend... 200 on nothing. Will you? Have you done that? 100%. I've totally- 200? I have spent maybe 180 and been like, what did I actually get? That's shocking. Yeah, I know. That's a sweaty number. That's like the number where you're like, what's happening? But I haven't been to a Target in well over a year since way before quarantine. So I'm doing a lot better. Soon. Soon. Christina thinks Big Man on Campus should be a bingo square. I haven't decided yet. I think maybe an extreme, extreme bingo card. We don't hear it that often. I think that big man on campus can go right along with pillar of the community. I feel like that's synonymous. Okay, so it's, it, combine it with a square. Yeah, combine square. Okay. Maybe. Andrea said, currently have a budget rental, feeling icky. And Josh Mankiewicz said, check under the floor mats, hashtag pro tip. How did they not see the blood? I know, so much blood. I mean, it was kind of under a floor mat, but I feel like it extended past the floor mat, too. Like, it was so much blood. And they said it seeped into the seat, too. So it wasn't just, I don't even know. I can't even. Sylvia said, well, this further decreases my desire to rent a car. And Josh Maykwood said, well, they repaired the mirror. Josh is just on it. He's so on it. Liz said, should we do a him March Madness bracket pool? Oh. Yes. Or a a calendar, the 12 months of him. Oh, boy. And sorry, I didn't mean to poo-poo the him theory. It's just compared to the two we have recently Yeah, had. I think it's more the devotion he inspired. But that was because of abuse, not because of his own magnetism. Don't magnetism in the same sentence with him is yeah. Mary Grace said Diana is the mother of Mike's children, calling it right now, and then later said, "Okay, this theory might have not been correct, <laughs> but it's a good alternative theory." Am I right, Day Dateline? I feel like Diana would know, and Sherry would know if she didn't birth those children. But yes, it's a great theory. Diana was acting like those were her children. It was creepy. Also, again. The mother is missing. There's like search parties. There's, and he's paying a woman to come to a mountaintop with him with a mountain of cocaine to do sex acts. Mm-hmm. Where are the children? <laughs> That's a great question. Where are they? Hopefully with grandparents. I just, the, 
Man. He's off on jet skis uh, every weekend anyways. These people don't deserve, he doesn't deserve children. Absolutely not. Well, now he doesn't have them. So Pam C said, that was a big bloodstain. You think budget might've cleaned the car a little bit between renters, brands unhappy. And Cindy said, it's not called unlimited budget, Pam. (laughs) God, you're so hoity-toity, Pam. You want the blood stains taken out? God, where do you think this is? Hertz? I don't think so. <laughs> Avis? Limited budget. That's real good. Dana said, am I the only one who needs to see the Diana pillow? I kind of kind of want to see it. I want to see what picture they chose for the photo of, on the pillow. I really need to go back and see if a neighbor was talking about it. Because I'm like, that's so double humiliating. That the neighbor knew, people knew. That people knew about the pillow. Yeah. Brandy said, what kind of person gets arrested at Target? And JT said, the one's too classy for Walmart. And Brandy said, gotta get that Massimo. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> get that Morona. <laughs> Morona, yes. Just <sighs> Hermit said, just putting on a record, if I'm ever killed at Target, I died doing what I love. Oh, that is the truth. And Kaisler Soze said, Diana versus Josh is the equivalent of bringing a spoon to a gunfight. It's so right. She didn't stand a chance. None of us would stand a chance. Not for a heartbeat. Mm -mm. No. Not, I'm so, yeah. Mm -mm. It's over. Yeah. The fight's won before it even begun. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. A lot of people said what they wanted to do to Mike with that pillow, violent things. Let's just say. Yeah. And yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. He was a terrible human. Yeah. That's pretty much it. No one liked him. Yeah. That's all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. Join us on Patreon. Yeah. Check out our Patreon. We do full length bonus episodes every month and YouTube live chats and- And 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance and Drag Race. And we talk about a lot of stuff. So come on over. It's really fun. And- Please follow us on social media. I can't express how much joy that community brings me. Like, they're just so nice and supportive and funny. We have just really funny, fun people on social media. So come on over. Me too. I'm coming too. I would love it. Wear a mask. Take care of each other. Be kind to everyone. Don't make pillows with other people's faces on them when you're married. Just just baseline. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. And I have just one question for you, Katie. Where'd you go? Come back to me, babe. Come back to me. Bye. 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 Bye.